us for praise and worship. You guys excited to be here this morning ready to worship?
Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Grace, what have you done? Murdered for me on that cross. Accused in absence of wrong. Sin washed away in your blood. Too much to make sense of it all. breaks my fall scandal of grace you died in my place so
Father God, that your love chases us. You know, we have a tendency to love people because they deserve to be loved. But God's love, we call it reckless because it makes no sense in the natural world. It's like, you don't love people when they act the way they do. But no matter what, no matter what you've been through, no matter what your past is, God loves you. Thank you, Father, for loving us just as we are.
thank you, Father. We don't know what to say, Jesus. When we don't know what to do, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Lord God, we thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you've done for us through him. We thank you for the life we can now have because of him. Lord, we praise you and honor you in this place today. Lord, we want to lift up your praise. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. While we were uh, just worshiping, I know that some of you may not even know it right now, but you have the healing power of God working in your body right now. I believe there's people being healed. You are just so excited about singing about him that healing's working in your body. Amen? Amen. Amen. Isn't God so good? You can all be seated. You know, he'll interrupt anything to tell you something specifically for you. And I just, I'm always so thankful, so thankful for that. We just want to welcome everyone. If you're a first-time guest, we just want to say welcome. You can text hi to the number on the screen, and there are also connection cards located the seat in front of you. If you're a part of our church family, we're so glad that you came out today. You're in for a real treat with Ashley Teradez. It was awesome first service. It's going to be even better second service. Amen. We're going to take up our offering in just a moment. The offering envelopes are located at the seat in front of you, and you can make out your checks to RMFC or you can text to give. We have that option too. Our midweek service is usually Wednesdays at 7 p.m., but this week we're celebrating the 4th of July, so we're not going to have service. So make sure that you do not show up because no one will be here. I did hear the woohoo. Someone was excited. You're not supposed to be publicly excited about no midweek service. <laughs> Oh, John and Jen, I said the McDonald's first service, and then my cousin got a little excited. She thought I meant the Golden Arches. I was like, no, you can't go down the slide, Vicky. sorry. So it's actually John and Jen McDonald at their house on Wednesday. I know, we have Happy Meal people disappointed. I'm sorry. No, no Happy Meals for you. But at 6 p.m. on the 4th at John and Jen's house, they're providing the meat. So if you guys will bring a side dish and a chair, isn't that a blessing? It's going to be so much fun. So make sure if you want to go 4th at 6 p.m., the youth will not be having you service at 7 p.m., but they will be meeting here at the church at 6 p.m. for their own party. So make sure that you bring them. Usually the youth meet on Wednesdays at 7 p.m., and they just went to camp last week, and they had a great time. They came back with lots of testimonies, lots of fun. I heard there was lots of weird smells coming out of the boys' dorm. I don't, I don't know if it's true, but I believe it. I have three boys. So but we are just so blessed to be able to send our teenagers to that, so make sure that you're bringing them. Amen. If you want to go ahead and stand, we're going to say our scripture together. My Father generously provides all that I need. He is doing exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think, according to the power that is in me. He surrounds me with favor and inspires me to be a blessing. I am blessed. Father, we thank you so much that 
you have inspired us to be a blessing, Father. You bless us just more than we can even imagine. And with that overflow, we're able to sow into the kingdom of God, Father, to be a blessing to our community, to be a light, to shine, to show that you truly are a good Father. No matter what anyone's heard or been told or seen, we thank you that that message is being spread to everyone. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Hey everyone, we're so glad that you made us a part of your week. If you're a first time guest, we ask that you fill out the connection card located at the seat in front of you. You can complete this and take it back to the guest cart during our meet and greet, which will start after these announcements. Here at RMFC, we like to change things up a bit for our kids in the summer. So for five Sundays from July 8th through August 5th, we're going to be having our VBS Thrive with the Big Five. Now this is for kids ages three years to fifth grade. All kids are welcome to come. Make sure that they invite their friends. It's going to go from 8.45 a.m. to 11.45 a.m. So you can feel free to come, attend a service, and go hang out until it's time to pick up your kids. It'll be a great experience for them, teaching them how to not just survive in this day and age, but to also thrive. So go have your kids come with their friends. It's going to be amazing. for today. Our meet and greet is about to start, so if you're a visitor, make sure that you take your completed connection card to the guest card at the back of the sanctuary. All of our kids, first through fifth grade, are dismissed to go to Children's Church, so everyone stand up, shake hands, meet someone that you don't know, and make sure that you're back in your seat before the countdown ends.
right, all right. I got caught myself. I usually get on to you all for getting caught. Amen. That was awesome worship service, wasn't it? Praise God. Two of us thought it was awesome. All right. It was really, really good. It was really, really good. You probably didn't have the mic on. That's why you didn't hear it the first time. But anyway, we have a special treat for you guys. Uh, good friends, really, really, really good friends of mine. And um, he talks, they talk a little funny. They're used to hearing me from Kentucky. So it took me 10 years to get them just to understand what I said. So you all listen very carefully today. They are from England. He has just a little bit different accent than I do from Kentucky. It's not too... Not that much different. Just a little. But anyway... I am so privileged and uh, to have, we are privileged to have them, and uh, I just love their heart, and uh, I love their ministry, and I'm thankful. They, Hemi uh, were here last year when we were in Africa, they, they taught, and uh, so it was about a year ago exactly, so uh, we are so, well, while we're at it, let's just stand up and welcome Ashley and Carly Terides. seated praise God great to be here again praise the Lord this is a, a Rocky Mountain family church if you're not sure where you're at and that's where we're at right here and um, praise God it's a good day first of July and um, as Pastor Mike said you can tell my uh, accent isn't from Colorado it's from out east I'm way out east about 6,000 miles out east from England <laughs> came over 10 years ago 10 years ago just a few days ago is my 10th anniversary in America and I I love America. In fact, we're talking about the 4th of July. Danielle's talking about the 4th of July. Uh, we, when we go to the 4th of July services, they always worry about giving us a flag. Do you want a flag? And I say, I'll take a flag. I sing. I'm, I'm proud to live in America, praise God. So it's good. So we're from, we're from England. We came over 10 years ago, and uh, we uh, uh, went to Caris Bible College, uh, graduated in, uh, in England, and then came over and, and worked for Andrew Romack Ministries for uh, nearly 10 years. And then as Pastor Mike said, about... Um, uh, a year or so ago, um, just before I preached you the first time, we started our own ministry. Uh, the Lord led us to start our own ministry. It's called Terades Ministries. It's very original, Terades Ministries. <laughs> but the good thing is I didn't like my surname when I was a kid because I, I used to tell people how to spell it all the time. And when I was really little, I couldn't spell it. couldn't spell my own name. It was a bit embarrassing because it's so unusual. But now um, you go on Google and we own like the first six pages of Google and we didn't pay a penny for advertising. So it's great. We, you, can, you, can find us, you can find us on there. We actually have... Um, uh, some TV shows we're doing. We do a, a, uh, every day. We do a daily show, and it's on Andrew Womack's um, internet station, and um, it's it's called GospelTruth.tv, and you can watch that on any device. GospelTruth.tv, and there's lots of good grace teachers and lots of good uh, teachers on there. You'd love that that station, and we're on there uh, daily. Uh, uh, Brother Greg Fritz, who I'm sure you know and love, is on there. Andrew Womack and lots of others. So go to that website, and you can watch that. And that's on 24 hours a day. And then also we're on Facebook on Friday night, 6 p.m. We have a Friday night, we call it Friday night date night. And me and Carly uh, teach on there and answer questions and things like that. So we'd love you to join us on there, praise God. And also I need to tell you about a few of these things real quickly. This is uh, some products we bought with us. We left all the junk at home. We only bought the good stuff. Is that okay? So um, we, 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 we live in Colorado Springs now. So it was easy just to drive down this morning. But we have, a, this is called Healed and Whole. And this is 15 video lessons and audio lessons and it's all about your healing and not just physical healing 
and also talks about emotional healing, healing from relationships, even talking about healing from addictions and things like that. So this will really help you. It's 15 lessons. It's me and Carly teaching together, and uh, this will bless you. In fact, uh, Carly's uh, got many healing testimonies herself. She was healed of uh, grand mal seizure epilepsy about 15 years ago. She was on 11 different medications a day, and uh, couldn't be left on her own with the kids. Uh, she couldn't drive, didn't have a driver's license, couldn't drive a car. And um, 14 years ago, she was miraculously healed. Praise God, off all medications, never had any more fits or seizures, praise God. And uh, now she's got a driving license. I'm not sure if she can drive a car, but she has a driving license now. <laughs> so she's healed of that. So who needs a healing? Who needs a healing today? Nathan, thank you for uh, giving that out. Who needs a healing today? Put your hand up. And apparently you can put that, that's a USB, and you can put it in your smart TV or your car. And you can listen to us or watch us. I don't know. Um, buyer beware with that one. And this is my course, uh, this is a course I made, and this actually teaches you how to make extra money. Is that okay? I like making extra money so that I can give more. And the easier it is to make money, the easier it is to give money. I don't care how spiritual you are. If you've been working all day in a bad job, or all month in a bad job, and the Lord says, give that $1,000 away to a missionary, and if you've been blood, sweat, and tears all month, or if you just bought something for $1,000 and sold it for $2,000 and it took you about a few hours, then it's easier to give that money. You understand what I'm saying? So the easier money comes, the easier it is to give away. Maybe I'm not very spiritual. But anyway, that's how I see it. So this isn't for everyone. This is a course on how to buy and sell things on Craigslist and eBay and things like that, Etsy. And um, if you don't know how to buy and sell things, this will teach you. It will take you step by step through it. And also it has uh, um, cheat sheets in here and things you can print out. It's video and audio. Um, we, this took a lot of time to make. We actually hired professional actors seriously, to actually show you how to negotiate and how to buy and sell things and everything else, and it teaches you how to write ads and everything. I tell people, this will not make you a millionaire overnight. If this makes you a millionaire overnight, then I'll give you your money back. Is that fair? So anyway, so, but anyway that's, it's not for everyone. It's an intense course. It's a 20-lesson 20, 20 course, but uh, who, who already does Craigslist or eBay and needs some help with that? I'll let Nathan give that out. Right behind you, maybe. There you go. So then, um, praise the Lord. God. We also have Carly's confession card. This is a card she wrote. How many of you know you look in the physical mirror in the morning? Hopefully you do. I know some of the, some of the ladies, they look in the, in the rearview mirror of the car and, and, and do their makeup when they're driving and things like that. But we look into a mirror to see what we physically look like, see what our flesh looks like. Well, how many of you know we need to look in the spiritual mirror of the Word of God to know who we really are in the Spirit? And uh, Carly wrote this confession card, and it's who you are in Christ. I don't care how you feel. I do care. Anyway, it's not important how you feel. It's not important about what your circumstances are doing. This is who the real you is. And um, in here, you put your name at the top. It says, I am. And then you read it. And it says things like this. It says, I am a party waiting to happen. Angels rejoice over me. Demons flee from me. I lack no good thing. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, I ha nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm equipped with the full armor of God. My days are appointed. Uh, God's blessings encircle me. My life is protected. And it goes on and on, praise God, of all the scriptures about who you are in Christ. It's powerful. I use this regularly. And uh, we also, for the first time, have it in Spanish. So any Spanish-speaking people here? Anyone Spanish? A few Spanish people? Okay, we have the Spanish ones back there as well. My Spanish is very limited. Even though my name is Terades and my dad is from Spain, he moved over from Spain to England when he was a, a teenager. My Spanish is very limited. And actually, I know enough Spanish to get me in trouble. So uh, that was about one time I... I had a, a Mexican gentleman around helping me and he didn't speak a word of Spanish. And I was, uh, I was on top of the deck and he was down below and he called up and uh, my friend said, um, Do you? I said, don't worry. I said, I'm Spanish. I know how to handle this. So I called down to him. I said, que queres, cariño? Which, uh, see, this, see, the Spanish-speaking people are laughing. That means, what do you want, my precious darling? So anyway, not the best thing to say to a burly construction worker. But anyway, 
I got in trouble for that one. But anyway, these cards are at the back there, and we'd love to give one to each of you. We have enough, for, I believe, about enough for one for each of you. And we'd love you to sign our mailing list. We have a mailing list back there. You can give us uh, your name and email. And uh, we're not going to spam you. We're too busy for that. We're going to send you like maybe one email a week. And when we send an email, we always give away teachings and always um, uh, encourage you, praise God. So if you want to join our main list, we'd love you to do that. Uh, join our main list as you grab one of these. It'll bless you, praise God. Is that okay? Amen. Well, praise God. Let me pray. for Father God, I thank you. I thank you all for this morning. I thank you all for July 1st. I thank you. This is a new month, a new time with you. And I thank you for, for this church, Lord. I thank you for everybody hearing my voice. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to use my voice, Lord. You're going to speak through me. And I thank you, Lord, our hearts are ready to receive from you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we want to hear from you. Lord, we want to hear from your living word. And Lord, we're open, Lord. We're going to cut out distractions. We're going to focus our minds all night. And we thank you, Lord, that you've got a message for us today. And we receive it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome the live streamers as well. People watching online, praise God, from around the world. So welcome all the live streamers. Amen. Let's give a round of applause to the live streamers. Amen. I want to welcome you and the good thing is there's no time and distance so you can receive right now where you are at home and if you do receive anything from this service this church then be sure to email the church the website's right there we'd love to hear from you and if you're passing if you're anywhere in Colorado come out and visit and in fact next week come back because Pastor Mike will be teaching next week so if you don't like me you'll love Pastor Mike next week so come back come back next week amen Praise God. So thank you, Pastors Mike and Melody, for having me. It's a blessing to be here. Praise God. And um, I tell people, if this is your church, congratulations. There's not many churches, you know, there's not enough churches teaching the truth. We travel around the world. Over our ministry, we're privileged. We're going to be in, I think, four or five different nations just uh, in the next few months. And uh, also around America. And um, a lot of churches aren't teaching the truth. They're not teaching that God's already done it. They're not teaching that God loves you. And uh, this church is teaching you the truth. And when you come to this church, you're going to get encouraged. You're going to get built up. Praise God, and you can enjoy it. So if you're a visitor, then um, you're welcome to come back and uh, join this fellowship. Praise God, it's an awesome place to be. I tell people a church alive is worth the drive. So um, wherever you are, it's worth driving to. And I know people that drive a couple of hours one way for church every, every week. So uh, why not uh, do that if you need to, praise God. So if you've got your Bibles, open your Bibles. I'm going to uh, jump right in here. This is uh, uh, 2 Corinthians. Let's look, at, let's look at 2 Corinthians 9 and 10. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. And what we're going to look at today, if, you, if you're making notes and you want a title for this sermon, if you like, we're going to talk about do not eat your seed. Don't eat your seed. That's what we're going to talk about. Don't eat your seed. 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 puts it this way. It says, Now may he who supplies, talking about God, seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of his righteousness. I believe that God wants us to prosper financially. I believe that's part of the gospel. People say, Ashley, are you one of those prosperity teachers? Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it teachers. I say, no, I'm not a prosperity gospel teacher. I'm a gospel teacher. I just preach the gospel. I just preach Jesus because he's already done it all. Amen. Now it just so happens that part of what Jesus did for us was provide for us financially. See, Jesus came and he died on the cross. He took our sin so that we could take his righteousness. He took pain on his body. You know, he took stripes on his back and took pain and disease in his body so that we could take his health and healing. And he also took our poverty and lack to the cross so that we can take his abundance and riches. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 puts it this way. It says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yet though he was rich, Jesus was rich. Yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. So I haven't got time to expand on that today, but I want you to know it's God's will for you to prosper financially. 
And if you're not prospering financially, there's no condemnation. It's got nothing to do with how God sees you. God's made up his mind about you. He loves you. But if we're not prospering financially, we need to know why. Why aren't we receiving God's best? Because God's got a good plan for us. And God wants us to have enough. In fact, um, 2, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, look at this real quick. 2 Corinthians um, puts it this way. This is in, in verse 8. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9, sorry, in verse 8. So 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So God's will for us is to have our own needs met, praise God. So your own needs, whatever your needs are, he wants to meet your needs. He's a good father and he wants to meet your needs. But then also he wants you to have an an extra, enough and extra. He wants you to have extra so that you can give and so that you can help people, you can help churches, you can help missionaries, you can help ministries. He wants you to be able to give. He wants us to have our needs met and have extra to give, praise God. That's God's best for us. And I tell people, you know, I haven't arrived by any means, but I've just started to leave, praise God. Our needs are met, and now we believe in God for extra so we can give extra. And we love to give. In fact, this year we'll give more than we've ever given before, praise God. In fact, when I left Andrew Womack Ministries about uh, 18 months ago, Andrew said, what's your first goal? I said, my first goal is to give back more than you used to give me in salary. And he used to give me a good salary because I was a manager. And he said, I'll agree with you. And we're uh, going to surpass that this year alone. So God is able to give you extra so you can give extra. So I'm excited about having extra so I can give extra. Deuteronomy 8.18, Deuteronomy 8.18 puts it this way. It says, you know, uh, do not forget the Lord your God, for it's he who gives you the power to get wealth so that he can establish his covenant. So the reason why we get wealth, the reason why we get money is to establish his covenant. And if you think, well, actually, that sounds selfish, wanting extra money. Well, no, it's selfish not wanting extra money because if we have extra money, we can help more people. Yeah. So it's not about the money. It's about being able to help more people and spread the gospel. So I want extra money so I can help other people and, and spread the gospel. And if you think, oh, I just need enough for me and that's it, then believe God for extra and give the rest away, praise God. This church will take it, praise God. They've got a big vision. There's ministries around the world that will take it, praise God. So that's what I believe. So I believe God wants us to increase and I believe God is trying to bless us financially to the point where we have our own needs met and have an abundance. So if we don't see that, what's going wrong? Well, in the, in, in the, the way that God works, everything God does on earth happens through seed time and harvest in Genesis it talks about as long as the earth exists as long as this world is in motion there's going to be seed time and harvest cold and heat winter and summer day and night so imagine every day the sun comes out and the sun goes down that never changes that's a, that's a fact well that's because it's in motion on earth that's how it works it's the same with seed time and harvest everything we receive comes through a seed seed time and harvest you know everyone every one of us were made through seeds every plant and living thing you find on the earth is come through seeds so what happens is my original verse that said that God will give seed to the sower and bread to eat when God gives us income when we get income there is seed in that income already in there so imagine if you had an apple and I had an apple here and it had seeds in it I can eat that whole apple including the seeds and that's it right I'm just fulfilled for a little bit and that's it or I can take the seeds out of that apple and I could plant those seeds and I can eat my apple so I'm still eating the apple but I'm, I'm choosing to take part of that out and plant it and what's happening is, is them seeds will then produce an apple tree, right? And then, or maybe several if there's several seeds. And then those apple trees are going to produce apples. Then I can take those apples and I can do it again. I can eat the apple, take the seeds and plant them. But what happens is you get exponential growth like that because every time you plant a seed, it increases. God designed seeds to increase. In fact, the word increase and harvest are interchangeable in the Old Testament. You can study it out. Every time you hear the word increase, you can replace it for harvest and vice versa. What's happening is, is when God gives you seed and, and seed gets planted in the ground, a harvest comes, increase comes. And it's exponential growth. 
They say you can't count how many, you can, you can count how many seeds in an apple, but you can't count how many apples in one seed. Because one seed, once it's planted, keeps reproducing and keeps reproducing as long as those seeds are planted. If the seeds aren't planted, they won't reproduce. It's as simple as that. So I used to think, well, we've given and receiving from God. So we're talking about abounding financially with God. Why is it that everything else seems to be a done deal with God, but giving, it's almost like he's waiting for us to give. And it's like, unless we give, then we're not going to increase. I don't know if anyone's wondered that or not. Maybe it's just me. I think this is, does that mean that it's up to me? I've got to do something? Well, in actual fact, God's already blessed us. God's already prospered us. It's an already, if you're a born-again Christian, it's already a done deal. You're prosperous and blessed on the inside. And he's already given you the seed you need to sow for that increase. So if we're not seeing that increase, maybe it's because we're eating the seed and we're not sowing it. We're meant to sow the seed instead of eat it. And you don't want to eat seeds. It's, you're going to be hungry again real quick. Unless you're one of these health people that like eating seeds. I, I don't eat seeds. But eating seeds, you'll be hungry again real quick. And if you sow your bread, you know, you give your bread away, it's going to rot. So we need to make sure we're sowing our seeds so seed, the seed can do what it's meant to do. Seeds designed to increase. Seeds are designed to multiply and to produce a harvest. That's what they do and that's what we're meant to do. Turn to this scripture with me. This is Mark 4 and this is Jesus talking here. Mark 4 and I tell people this, the whole word of God is inspired and it's, it's, all the, it's inspired word of God from, you know, from index to maps. The whole word of God is inspired but the parts in red are extra special. It's Jesus speaking. That's where the utility companies get it from. If you get a utility letter in red, it's extra important. So this is extra important. <laughs> extra important. Jesus is speaking. He says here, this is Mark 4, 26. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep night and day and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow. Listen to this. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. This is a great illustration about how seeds work. See, this guy was scattering seeds. That's the first thing. He actually gave the seed rather than eat the seed. So that's the first thing we've got to do. We've got to make sure we're sowing our seed and not eating it. And I'll show you in a minute how you can tell what seed and what's bred in your life. That's very important. I think a lot of us, and myself included sometimes, have slipped up in eating our seed because we think that's all we've got and we're not sowing our seed. So this man right here, he sowed the seed. He says he scattered the seed. Not just one, many seeds. So he scattered the seed. So you've got to scatter seeds. If you're not scattering seeds and you're not seeing the prosperity of the Lord, it's not because God's not prospering you. God's already prospered you. He's given you the tools to prosper. He's given you those seeds to sow. If you're not seeing it, it's because you've bypassed the system. You're not actually participating in the spiritual laws. You know, uh, Proverbs 11, 24. Proverbs 11, 24 puts it this way. Proverbs 11, 24 says, There's one who scatters or gives or sows, I guess. One who sows and increases more. Yet there's one who withholds more than is right and it leads to poverty. So think about this. If I just ate that apple and ate those seeds and didn't sow any of those seeds, then where's the next apple going to come from? I need to take a portion of that, take some of those seeds and sow them so that them seeds are going to reproduce and there's going to be more apples that I can keep sowing and keep eating. So this is how it works in the kingdom of God. It's not about God making up his mind, well, I'm going to bless this one, I'm going to prosper this one. No, it's totally up to us. We can actually activate the prosperity of the Lord. We've already got it on the inside. If you want to see it manifest in the physical, because, you know, it doesn't really work. You can try it, but you go up to, you know, Walmart or somewhere and you put your groceries in there. I've tried this almost. Put your groceries in there, $100, you know, they check it out, beep, 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 that's $100. And you say, I oh, know, it's okay, man, I'm prosperous on the inside. It's probably not going to work. 
They're going to want to see your prosperity manifest in the form of a Benjamin Franklin in your hand or, you know, or, or a credit card or a debit card. They're not going to believe that you're prosperous on the inside. So we need to see it manifest in the world. We need to see it in the natural world. And that's what we're talking about. This is how it works. When you sow seeds, they increase. So that's the first thing. He sowed seeds. We're back to Mark 4. He sowed seeds. The second thing is he trusted in the process. It says he, went, he slept and he rose and he didn't try and work it out. It says he himself knows not how it works. Can I submit to you, there's a lot of things in the kingdom of God we do not know how they work. In fact, our brains so limited, we can't work out how they work. We have to take, just trust in them by faith. That's what faith is. Trust in something we don't fully understand and then we get the benefits of it. There's a lot of things you get the benefits of without understanding how they work. I fly in airplanes three or four times a month at least and I don't, I don't know how they work. They make a lot of noise, they take off. It's awesome. But, and they get me places fast. I don't know how they work, but I take advantage of them. I get the benefits of that, even though I don't know how they work. If I had to understand how a jet engine worked before I could travel, I wouldn't be traveling for a few years. So we can take advantage of things and get the benefits of something about knowing how they work. It's the same with seed time and harvest. I don't know fully how it works, but I know it works. And it takes faith for it to work. And most of the things in the kingdom of God actually take faith because they don't un- we can't understand of our natural mind you know we could talk about if you have an enemy the kingdom of god says love them Amen. you know if you want to be first the kingdom of god says last be last if you want to be the leader of all be the servant of all you know if you want wisdom speak in babel if you want to get back at an enemy love them if someone wrongs you forgive them if someone steals from you give them your other tunic whatever tunic is give them two tunics it doesn't make sense to our natural mind but it's the power of god and every one of us could tell testimony about how you had someone wrong you and you forgave them and it worked out. Or you were struggling at work and you started serving and you got promoted and things like that. It's the same with finances. It's the same with seed time and harvest. We don't understand how if we give some away, we're going to get more. But it works. Because when you sow seeds, seeds are made to increase. It's what they do. They increase. They multiply. So there's one who scatters it increases more. If you withhold more than is right or eat your seed, it's going to lead to poverty. God still loves you. You're still going to heaven. Nothing's changed. You're still a child of God, but you're not going to have the benefits of being able to have money on the earth to help more people and to have your needs met. So that's the second thing. He didn't, he didn't try and work it out. And sometimes we can, we can try and work things out. And what happens is we end up digging up our seed because we, we sow and then we say, well, I didn't see the return. I don't know if any of you, I've done this. I don't know if any of you have done this. But you sow in an offering. Maybe it's a conference or a church. It's a special time and you sow. And the next day you get in your mailbox looking, <laughs> looking, where's my harvest? Look in the mailbox, nothing. You think, well, God needs a few days for the postal service, so you come back Tuesday, nothing. And then you say, oh, that didn't work. That faith stuff doesn't work. You've just dug up your seed. Or you, you, or you sow something, and you, you say, you know what? I don't know how it works. I, I, can't, I can't believe that money's coming back to me. I've lost that money. You've dug up your seed. You think, well, if I give this, if we look at our budget monthly, Ashley, we haven't got enough money to pay attention, let alone pay, you know, start, <laughs> we haven't got enough money, it's not going to work, you're trying to logically work it out, and you're going to dig up your seed, this man who sowed here in Mark 4, didn't try and work it out, you, what you do is, you just sow the seed, seeds will produce, that's what they're meant to do, and then you go to bed and sleep, and wake up, go to bed and sleep, and wake up, don't worry about it, that takes faith to do that, so this man had faith, and he went to bed, and didn't worry about it, but the third thing he did, listen to this, the third thing he did, he says, but when the grain ripens, immediately he put in the sickle, because it was harvest time. He harvested. The third thing he did, he harvest. And a lot of the time, we think we're going to give, or I used to think this, you know, there's that great verse, give and it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, running over. It's your man, give into your bosom. I like that verse. I was like, I'm going to give, 
and then people are just going to come and give money. I'm going to be walking down somewhere and people are going to throw money at me. It's going to be great. <laughs> Doesn't happen too often. We think we're going to give and the money is just going to rain down from heaven. I don't want to limit how God gets things to you, but I can guarantee you this. Most of the time, God will get you supernatural increase through very natural ways. And it's almost like we'll miss it because it's so natural. This guy, as soon as the harvest came, he put in the sickle when he harvested it. If he didn't get his sickle out, I guess it's some sort of harvesting. Is it one of those? It's one of, yeah, that's what a sickle is. I'm too young for that. You know? Anyway, he got his sickle out. Or nowadays, he'd get his combine harvester out, whatever, you know, fire it up, and he would go and harvest the grain. If he didn't get up and harvest the grain, he wouldn't have experienced the increase of his seed. So after we sow the seed, and we do it by faith, and we trust in the seed process, we've got to be ready to put our hands to something. Expect increase. Inspect, you know, just be expectant to be promoted. Be expectant to, to, for business deals to work out. Be expectant to make money on things. Put your hands to something. Put the sickle in, and watch how you receive the increase, praise God. And God can, get you, God can get us money in so many different ways, but you watch. It can come through natural ways sometimes. Before you know it, you look back and say, wow, look how I've increased this year. Look, at what, look what the Lord's done. And you know, God's such a humble God. A lot of the time, it's not spectacular. It's supernatural, but it's not spectacular. And we go about our daily business and we see, because we've sown seeds, supernatural things happen. People say, Ashley, whatever happens to you, you always seem to get lucky. Whatever you, and they make fun of me. You know, whatever you do, you can fall down in, you know, fall down in horse manure and get up smelling of roses. And I say, prophesy, I like that, that's good. They say, you, whatever you put your hand to seems to turn to gold. I say, that's great, prophesy. And they're tired of doing it to upset me. But you know what it is? It's because I've got so much seed in the ground and I trust that I'm blessed, I believe that I'm blessed. So it's not about me, it's about God. You know, in Acts it talks about there's one who, one who uh, uh, sows and one who waters. But they're not important, it's God who brings the increase. See, it's not about us, it's about God bringing the increase, praise God. And when you're sowing, all you're doing is you're taking part in God's system. You're just taking part in something that's already established, praise God. You're just entering in. And it's amazing how it works. And God's so gracious, he gives us the seed to sow as well as bread to eat. So you know what happens is we, we, have, we don't even have to provide the seed. He provides the seed as long as we sow it instead of eating it. So how do you know what's seed? And how do you know what's bread? Have you ever wondered that? Your money comes in, however you receive money whether it's from income or, or business or you know, a job or welfare, however money comes to you, how do you know what's seed and what's bread? There's a few things you can, you can do. The first thing is, for me, this is how I do it personally, and I believe it's scriptural. The first thing I do when my income comes in or money comes in, I take the first portion of that, percentage of that, and I give it to my local church. This is what I do. Now, Pastor Mike hasn't told me to say this. This is me telling you this. I give to my local church. I believe in something. Okay, and everyone's going to go... I just believe it. I'm a New Testament grace, faith teacher and I, I believe this without a shadow of a doubt. I believe that we're meant to take the first 10% of our income and give it to God. Now, there's no curse if you don't. God's not going to be mad if you don't. But I think it's a system set up and it's for our benefit. See, God's not self-serving. Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. So God's so awesome, he's so humble. He doesn't do things to be self-serving. He does things for our good. And I've got news for you, God doesn't need our money. So he's done it for our good. God is the biggest giver. John 3.16, God loved us so much that he gave his only son. God gives, that's what he does, he gives. So if, if God's a giver by nature, he's not trying to take from us. The reason why he wants us to give 10% of our income off the top is because he's trying to get more to us. Income our apples, if you like, our income. And there's seeds in those apples. If we take the seeds out, about 10%, and sow it, we'll never run out of apples. It's very simple. Because them seeds are going to keep reproducing, keep reproducing, keep reproducing. And people say, actually tithing is of the law you're putting us under the law you know it's great when, when people get a hold of grace I love the grace message it's not even really the grace message it's just the gospel so anything other than 
grace gospel is not really the gospel, it's another gospel. So if, if anyone's telling you you have to do something to earn God's approval other than just believe God's done it all, then that's not grace. So I'm just teaching the gospel. But they say that's not, the grace people go, that's not great tithing, it's of the law, that's not grace, it's of the law. Well, there was two clear instances. Abraham and Isaac tithed before the law and they were blessed by it. Amen. And then it became part of the law and tithing still good after the law. I tell people it's like murder. Murder's bad before the law, right? <laughs> then it became part of the law, do not murder. Now murder's still wrong now. I don't care how much grace you're in, murder's not going to happen for you, okay? So, so that's how it works. It's the same with tithing. Tithing was before the law. Amen. It was good before the law. It was all about God getting stuff to us. It was part of the law. And if you didn't tithe, there was a punishment. But how many of you know, even part of the law, God's so good, even when tithing was part of the law, it was all focused on us getting stuff. We don't realize this. You know, if you, if you tithe, I'm going to pour out my blessings on you, open the windows of heaven. It's all about God getting stuff to us. But anyway, it's part of the law, and now it's still good after the law. I don't even think it's, it's really uh, um, a set thing. It's because it's good for our hearts, so we'll know how much to give. Otherwise, we won't know how much to give. And it's a safe principle. It doesn't matter if you earn a million dollars or if you earn a thousand dollars. Ten percent is the same amount. I heard one guy, he went to his church, and he said, Pastor, you've got to pray for me. My income's so big this year, I'm not going to be able to give the tithe. Can you pray for me and, and release me from obligation? And the pastor said, no, no problem, I'll, I'll pray for you. No problem. He said, Lord, I pray for this businessman that his business will fail so badly that he won't make so much money and he'll be able to tithe again. And he said, whoa, whoa, no, no, don't pray that. <laughs> See, 10% is the same, whether you earn 10 million or, or, or $1,000. It's the same amount, it's the same portion. And what it is, all you're doing is the seed. You're giving the seed. You don't want to eat that seed. So your tithe is the seed. That's what I believe, that your tithe is your seed. If you eat that seed, then you're, gonna, you're not going to get the increase on it. I also think that offerings are seed. I think God gives us money for offerings. There's ministries, missionaries, uh, sponsored programs, sponsored children programs, all those things. That seed you can be giving. And when you give that seed, it increases, praise God. So every time you have increase in income, there's seed. I believe in first fruits. I believe that as you increase, if you have an unexpected increase, maybe a, a promotion, a, a, a pay rise, maybe some dividends come back, maybe something happened, you have increase. I believe in taking a portion of that and giving that as seed. These things are seeds. Now bread is to take care of your own needs. So you can actually sow your bread and it will rot rather than eating your bread. So what's your bread? Bread is, is your own needs met. God wants to meet your needs. If you're, a, if you're a parent, God wants to meet the needs of your children. God wants your household to be blessed. I've met people that give in offerings and their kids are going without shoes. I don't believe that's godly. I believe God wants us to be able to pay our bills and be able to look after our household. And I believe that God's going to give us enough to do that. So God's going to meet our needs and he'll meet our needs better than we can meet our needs, by the way. When we, when we started Bible college in 2006, we had no money. I gave up my business and we had five of us paying tuition because my kids went to a private school. And uh, my friend said, Ash, you're going to fail. And I was like, no, I'm going to put God first. It's going to be okay. And I tried to get the smallest house I could. You know, I was like, be, be you know, wise, wisdom. There's a time for using wisdom. I was like, yeah, the smallest house. And God said, um, you haven't asked me about this. He said, why don't you ask me about this? And I said, okay, Lord, what house do you want me to live in? And he said, I want you to live in this house. And he showed me a house well beyond our means. And it was, uh, I, I went to see the owner, and the owner gave it to me for a rent that was in our means. It was supernatural. And the Lord said, I want you to have a big house so you can help more people, and you can have people stay with you, and you can actually use it for ministry. So we had this big house in Bible school. It was a bit embarrassing. One of the pastors came around, and I drove him to my house. And he said, I remember back in the day when I was in Bible school. He said, oh, yeah, he said, we, had, we didn't have enough money to pay attention. He said, we could, we'd, we'd eat rice and beans every day. Oh, it was terrible. That, them times, I know what you're going through, brother, in Bible school. It's terrible, it's terrible. 
and we pulled out to my house and I pressed the remote and the electric gates opened in this house. <laughs> he said, do you live here? I said, I'm sorry, I'm blessed. We drove out there. So we lived in this house far better than we lived in before when I was in business full time. See, the Lord can look after our needs and I ran a business from that house that I couldn't run from a little small house or an apartment and I made more money those two years part time in Bible school we was able to give more than in two years than we gave previously when I was working full-time. So it shows you God can, God can provide for our needs better than we can provide for our needs. He's a good father. He's El Shaddai, not El Cheapo, and he's got the best for you. He's got the best plans for you. And what happens is if we're not seeing that increase, it's because we're eating those seeds and we're not trusting God with them. And if we're not eating them, we're sowing them, we're digging them up. So I'm not sure this is working or this seed is too small. That's not going to work. And we start digging our seeds up and we start missing out on God's increase. God's increase is set. It's a done deal. What we have to do is participate in the principles, praise God, and see them work. Let me show you this in, in another story. This is, everyone knows this story, so I won't go there and read it to you. Everyone learned it in Sunday school, hopefully. But this is, you can find it in Matthew 14. It's actually in all the Gospels. But this is the feeding of the 5,000. This is the feeding of the 5,000. And this is a great example of not eating your seed. So they're out there. They're all hungry. There's 5,000 men. There's Jesus and the disciples. And they say, we need to feed these people. This is serious. And um, Jesus said, what have we got? See, God had already provided seed for the disciples. And the disciples said, well, there's a boy here and he has a few loaves and a few fish. And then one of the disciples says, what are so few among so many? That's not going to work. See, sometimes we look at the seed in our hand and we think, what's such a little amount? It's not going to work. Well, if you're looking at seed in your hand and it's not enough, you're looking at your seed, not your harvest. So if it's not enough, it's probably time to sow it. A few years ago, um, I was, well, I guess seven or eight years ago now, time flies, but uh, I was in my church and uh, my pastor got up and said, we have, we've got one payment left to make on this church and then we're debt free. And I was on the front row and the Holy Spirit said, you could give that payment and make the church debt free. Now, I didn't have enough cash, enough money on me to buy a house, okay? But I had enough money to pay the church off. So when the pastor came off the, off the stage, I said, pastor, I want to make the last payment on your church building and pay your church building off. He said, you don't have to do that. I said, no, I want to. He said, well, come and see me tomorrow. So I went to bed, and guess what? I forgot to ask him how much it was. <laughs> Didn't sleep all night. Cold sweats. I was like, I was like, I was like what have I done? I've, I've, I've bound myself in my own words. I've made an oath. I'm going to I'm gonna have to ask him to release me. I'll get a part-time job or sell one of the kids or something. I'm going to have to do something. But I, I don't know how much it's going to be. So I went to see him Monday, and he said, it's $3,000. Now, that was a stretch for us. It was a, it was a sacrifice. But we wrote the check out, $3,000, and gave it to the pastor. And he paid the church off. And he turned around and said to me, God's going to give you a house paid off supernaturally and it's going to be worth $300,000. And at the time, he was just renting. I said, I received that. See, that seed wasn't enough. That seed, that, what I had in my hand wasn't, wasn't bread because it couldn't buy a house. It's not even enough for a down payment on a house. But it was enough to pay off the church building. God told me to do it. See, God wasn't trying to take from me. He was trying to give more to me. So I sowed that seed and it was only a few short years later that we got a house in Colorado Springs. It's now worth 350000 but it's paid for, debt-free, no mortgage. And God got that to us supernaturally, amen? So I'm telling you, God wants to, you to sow seed so that he can increase that seed for you, that seed can grow for you, so you can have more. So right here, they had this seed, a few loaves and a few fish. We're back to feeding the 5,000. Just a few loaves and a few fish. Now Jesus said, bring them here to me. See, that seed has to be sown. You've got to sow that seed by faith. He took that seed, he took those loaves and fish, and instead of saying, well, this isn't enough. Are you kidding me? Come on. He, no, he looked to God and, and thanked God for it. So we need to bless our seeds, not curse our seeds. Say, Thank you, God, you've given me seed to sow. Thank you, Lord, for the money you've given me to sow. Thank you, Lord, that I've got something to sow. And you know what else they didn't do? Think about this. The disciples and Jesus, they hadn't eaten for days. 
They could have eaten that seed right there. They could have got the loaves and fish. Say, hey, gather around, lads. Look, there's not enough for the 5,000 men, but there's enough for us. We could eat this right now. Last supper right now. And they could have eaten that. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? That could have been tempted. I don't know about you, but nice fresh bread with a little bit of butter on there. I mean, that's tempting. Nice fish. They could have eaten that right then. And guess what would have happened? If the disciples and Jesus had eaten those loaves and fish, how many people would have been fed that day? Only those 12 or 13. No one else. The increase wouldn't have come. Had God supplied enough food for 5,000 people? Yes or no? Yes. God had supplied enough food for, to feed 5,000 people that day, but it was in the seed form. So if those disciples had eaten that seed, those people wouldn't have been supplied. And then they could have said, well, God never supplied our needs. No, God supplied their needs in a seed form. See, often we look at our bank account or we look at our situation and say, God's not supplying my needs. God's not, I haven't got enough. God's not supplying my needs. No, God supplied all our needs according to his riches in glory. Philippians 4.19. He supplies all our needs. But often it's in seed form because he wants relationship and he wants us to act in faith. He wants us to put that seed in the ground so it'll increase. And he always gives you seed to sow and bread to eat. And when you sow that seed, it's going to increase. And it's not the bread you eat is going to increase, it's the seed you sow that's going to increase. So God has provided for our needs, but often it's in seed form. You might say, Ashley, I think I've been eating my seed all these years. Don't worry about it. Don't try and back pay your seeds. Just start now. Say, God, I repent and I want to, I want to know what seed and I want to start sowing that seed. And it's very simple. I've, I've, gave you, I've given you some guidelines what I think your seed is that you can sow. But start sowing that seed and then start asking God. Say, God... Is there anything else you want me to do? So after you've done those few things, you know, the tithe and, the, and offerings and things like partnerships, is there anything else? And God will give you specifics sometimes. He'll say, sow a seed over here like he did with me the house payment. Sow a seed here because he's trying to get things to us. And everything God gets to us is through in a seed form. And that's how it works. In that, when he made the earth, it, there were seeds in every plant and it kept reproducing. So when he asks you to sow that seed, it's because he's trying to get more to you, praise God, and it's going to expand and increase. And really, seeds... The increase in a seed isn't just like 10 times or 20 times or some people say 100 times. A seed is actually has the potential to grow infinitely. A seed can grow infinitely. That's how it works. There's no, there's no limit. Back to the apple tree um, analogy. If you get those seeds from that apple and put it in the, in the ground and, the, and it grows, then three seeds grow three, ap three apple trees. Those apple trees might produce 100 apples. And those 100 apples may have 10 seeds in each of them. And those 10 seeds get sown. And they produce 10, 10 trees with 100 apples. Can you see how this is exponential growth? How, how big it can grow? In fact, the 100 fold, if you look up in, not now, but if you go back and look up in Mark 4, just before the story I told, Mark 4, right around verse 19, Jesus talks about the 30, 60, and 100 fold return. And he also talks about this later on. He talks about 100 fold return. Well, I used to think a hundredfold was a hundred times. So if we sow a seed, we're going to get a hundred times return. I have you know that's quite nice. I don't mind a hundred times return. That's nice. But it's actually more than just a hundred times. Because a seed sown doesn't just produce a hundred times. It produces, it multiplies, and then keeps multiplying, and keeps multiplying. So if you think of it this way, a fold is a multiplication. If you fold something, it multiplies. Show me this bit of paper here. If you fold something, it multiplies. So when something's folded, imagine if you fold... You fold something, it gets multiplied. And then you fold it again, and it gets multiplied again. I hope you don't want this, Mike. And you fold it again, and it gets multiplied again. And this is being multiplied. It doesn't, when you fold it the second time, it's not just one, it, now it gets folded, now you get twice in there. So I, I look at it this way. Every time you give, you're folding it. And in fact, this is a little bit cheesy, but I like it. This right in here, you know what this is? This is a crease, right? This is the increase. So when you fold, it creates increase, and then creates increase, and then creates increase. And if I was to fold this and fold this, and open this up, there's not just 
three increases in here. There's one, two, three, four, four. There's like ten increases in there. So that's how it works. When you, when, uh, the fold is multiplication. Another way of looking at it is, is uh, uh, we can get our brains around it, is a, a rice uh, grain. Imagine one grain of rice. This is an old ancient proverb. An old, one grain of rice. You put that grain of rice on a chessboard. So imagine a checkers board. There's 64 squares on a checkers board. You put one grain of rice on there and you double it for every square. So the first square, there's one grain of rice. The second square, there's two grains of rice. Am I correct? The third square, how many grains of rice are there? Four. On the fourth square, how many grains of rice are there? Eight. On the, on the next square, there's 16. On the next square, there's 32. That's the fold. That's multiplication. It keeps multiplying. The power of the fold is, is infinite. It just keeps multiplying and keeps multiplying. If you were to do that and double the grains of rice all the way around 64 times, do you know how much rice would be on the 64th square? So the 64 fold. Do you know how many grains of rice it would be? It would be a pile of rice bigger than Mount Everest. And people are saying, how many kids go? They go, it's true. Research it. It's such, it, the, the, the power of multiplication is so huge that by the time you get to that 64 square, it's, the, it's, a, it's a, a size, a mountain the size of Everest. It's more rice than this world can produce in a thousand years. That's how much rice it is. And that's because that's what happens when you multiply things. That's only 64 fold. So 100 fold, I talked to a mathematician, he said 100 fold really means infinite. There's infinite potential in a seed as long as you sow it. But if you eat it, the potential's gone. So when we have our money, our income, we have a choice. What are we going to eat and what are we going to sow as seed? And when we sow it as seed, it has infinite return, praise God. It has infinite potential because that's going to increase back to us with more seed. We can sow again and sow again and sow again. The reason why we want to increase is so we can sow more and we can do more in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Can I pray for you? Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you provide seed to the sowers. And I thank you, Lord, this church is a sowing church. I thank you, Lord, we have, we have seed to sow. And Lord, we want you to show us where to sow it, when to sow it, how to sow it. I thank you, Lord, you give us wisdom on when to eat our bread and sow our seed. And I thank you, Lord, for everyone listening to my voice, whether that's online or here in church or later on the website. I thank you, Lord, that we are increasing in your name. I thank you, Lord, that, that finance is it's really the least thing, Lord. It's the least thing, but we can use it to help people. We can use it to change people's lives. We can use it to spread your love and your gospel around the world. So we can take something that's insignificant and use it for true riches, Lord. Use it for people to hear about your love. And Lord, we want to have more money in your kingdom so that you can establish your covenant on earth. Lord, I pray for every member of Rocky Mountain Family Church right now that there would be increase in their finances in Jesus' name. I pray for every family here that their financial situation is going to increase. I thank you, Lord, you give us the, the, the boldness. You give us the boldness to step out in faith and sow that seed by faith, knowing, Lord, that it's going to increase, knowing that you're our loving Father and you provide our needs. I thank you, Lord, that your will for us is to increase. Your will for us is, is for success. And I thank you, Lord, you're a good Father. You supply our needs according to your riches. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for you supplying our needs. We thank you, Lord, for you blessing us and giving us everything we need. And I thank you, Lord, that this church is a prosperous church. I thank you, Lord, that Rocky Mountain Family Church is going to change the economy of this city. I thank you, people are going to look at this church and say, what's going on in that church? Something's going on. People are coming to that church, they're broke, they're, they're out of prison, they're broke, they're homeless, they're, and they're, they're leaving, they're, they're going out of there and they're, they're running businesses and they're, and they're giving money away and they're doing things, they're changing things, they're building parks and they're, and they're helping schools and they're helping people. And just a few years earlier, they were nothing. That's because you're blessing, Lord. Your blessing can make one rich and add no sorrow to it. And I proclaim, Lord, that people are going to see that happening here in this church. 
I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for this church prospering like never before. I thank you, Lord, that people are going to notice. He's going to draw, the goodness of God is going to draw people to repentance in this church. People are going to see your goodness in this church. And they're going to see people, we're going to see so many people changed, healed, set free, come into relationship with you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you what you're doing in this church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I feel the Lord saying, Pastor Mike, you, you, you honor people and you honor people wherever you go. You honor people, whoever they are, whether they're seemingly in the world's status, lowly or, or, or seemingly of people of stature. You honor people, Mike. And the Lord says, get ready because it's about to turn and you're going to be honored like you've never been honored before. People are going to come and honor you. I believe the leaders in this town are going to honor you, Mike. You're going to be in a position of, of voice in this town. And I see that you being a beacon in this town. I see people coming to you and honoring you and you've been lifted up and it's Jesus in you and you're going to be lifted up because of your humbleness. God's going to lift you up and exalt you and you're going to have a voice in this town. And you're going to be a leader in this town. And people are going to come to you and honor you for advice. And you're going to be able to tell them about the love of God. You're going to be able to tell them about the love of God. And people are going to get set free. Thank you, Jesus. I see it, Mike. I see it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day, Lord. We love you. We thank you, Lord. Why don't you give Jesus a hand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, I received that because I believe Pueblo is a blessed city. I know Denver, they're up there. Springs is up there, and Pueblo's been a stepchild for, and that's really, I shouldn't even say that. Pueblo's been looked down upon. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. But uh, I believe Pueblo is blessed, 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 and that we're speaking blessing over our city. We're building, going to build a youth center for our city, and it's going to be a state-of-the-art that people from all over the state will come to visit that. We're building a, a university in the Congo, Mom and Dad Hagemeyer's town of Kalimi. And we're going to build a new church building that uh, we can have a 5,000-member church. I was just talking to God about that. I said, you know, Lord, just I know you can add, but it's probably roughly around $50 million. I said, I, I, I don't want you to, you know, gulp God I know he, you can't make God, God gulp but just want you to know I, I, I'm going to need 50 million I'm going to need about 50 million dollars so um, and uh, you know I know uh, Jesse Duplantis has for 50 something million for a jet I'm asking for 50 million I'm, I'm going to be doing some tremendous things and uh, it is God I can't do that we can't do that. We can't. But uh, in Matthew chapter 19, it says, With man it's impossible, but with God, all things, all things are possible. So I'm just going to th- say, God, I qualify. I qualify. I'm just a man, and it's impossible for us. But with God, just the, you can look at those three uh frame photographs over there that's the three things we're believing God for the building the university and the youth center for our city so I believe that so my wife and I we're sowing a significant seed today into the Teradaz ministry and I wouldn't ask you to do something that I am doing that we are doing as a family we believe in this ministry we do 
And uh, just like uh, Ashley said, there's a lot of uh, great people. But you know what? There's not a lot of great churches around the world that are preaching the gospel. They're preaching that uh, God may take your child, that God may want you sick, that God, and the list goes on and on and on. But God has loved us so much in that 2,000 years. Actually, before the foundation of the world, he has provided for us. Before this world was ever created, you were provided for. I'm not, I'm not concerned about the oil running out, about anything running out. God says, I've got so much stuff. I forget, we, there's a statistic. It's a, a number with, I believe it's, 60-something zeros behind it, what the wealth of the world is. It's amazing. So I just need one of those numbers with a few zeros behind it. It's nothing to God. And I believe Pueblo is changing, and this is a prosperous town. It's known for its pot, but it's going to be known for its do-re-mi. It's going to be known that Jesus and Jesus is going to get the credit for it. I'm saying that Jesus is going to be exalted in Pueblo, Colorado. I said Jesus is going to be exalted in Pueblo. Hallelujah. You believe that? Well, if you want to give today, just take out an envelope out of the back of the chair. You make out a check to Rocky Mountain Family Church. We'll make sure that uh, everything that comes in, every single thing, and we will add to it. You can trust me, we will add to it because I just want to really bless them today. Our church will sow into them. And so um, we're believing God for this, amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you that you are the God of abundance, that you are never, ever taking anything from us. You never have, never, never have, never will. Oh, I just thank you, Lord. For all of your blessings and promises, they are yes and amen, or so be it. So we receive the yes, and we receive the amen, the so be it. And we say thank you for being the most awesome Father. You are the most awesome Father. And so we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and receive that. I'm thankful for... Can we just... Thank Ashley and Carly for coming, being a blessing. They, I mean, they travel, travel all around the world. Don't forget their, their product table. I don't think you even introduced Carly, the second service. This is his wife, Carly. Go ahead and stand, Carly. Amen, amen. We're so thankful for them. We want to pray for you if you need prayer this morning. Uh, on my left and my right, we have people to, to pray for you if you're hurting in your body anything going on in your life, please do not leave those back doors and take that with you. You leave it here at the church. We have people on my left and right. We're going to dismiss you. Uh, go back to the product table. You'll be blessed for that. But if you need prayer, you come up. These people will pray for you. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.